This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeremy Wolf. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wolf, and today I am joined by, from one Jeremy to a Jeremiah, we have Jeremiah Vasquez with One Hour AC and Heating. Jeremiah, thanks for joining us today. Oh, glad to be here, Jeremy. Thanks for having us. No, it's our pleasure, and thanks to our listeners for tuning in. So, Jeremiah, please tell us a little bit about One Hour AC and Heating. I know there's a lot, a lot behind that, so please share with us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So technically, Jeremy, I work for a company called Authority Brands. Authority Brands is a national home services franchisor. They own 15 different brands um, with hundreds of locations throughout the entire country. Um, Some of those brands are going to be recognizable. So one hour air conditioning and heating. But there's also Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, uh, Mr. Sparky Electric. Um, There's Mosquito Squad, Duty Calls that picks up pet waste. And I can go on and on and on. I won't bore you with all the different brands. However, it's a fantastic company to work for. I've been in the trades for quite a few years, going on 18 now. Um, And I I think we bring just a little different twist on what air conditioning is. uh, Because I always tell my technicians, it's a whole lot more than looking at the box that blows cold air. So, Yeah, I've definitely seen several of your brands rolling through town with service trucks. And it was interesting when you guys booked on the calendar for the podcast and I did a little research about it and I saw authority brands housing all of these different businesses that I saw. It piqued an interest and I wanted to learn a little bit more. Uh, It's primarily about, I guess in our case, talk a little bit about uh, one hour AC and heating, your role within that organization and kind of your, your backstory and journey, how you ended up there. Cool. So um, I've been in the trades for 18 years. I've been with this company for a little over a year. Um, I, uh, I, I bring like a, um, I, I've always wanted to, to get back, give back to the community, um, in some way. And the trades changed my life. At the end of the day, I was, you know, I went to college. I didn't, wasn't sure what I was going to do. I was waiting tables and doing bartending and all the things that we do in our young twenties. Um, I started having a family and realized pretty quickly that that wasn't going to be conducive to family life. And, and I needed to find a nine to five, right? It's like, that's kind of just the backstory. And, it, and it's funny to me because that story resonates with so many trades members. Um, and as a matter of fact, it actually has sometimes a little bit of a negative connotation where people look look at the trades as sort of the last ditched effort or the last thing that you might have wanted to do, or it's the thing that because you didn't graduate college or, or whatever it is. And it became so much more than me, more to me over the years than that, um, that I, I realized that there's, you know, there's, there's so much potential here. And I, and I like to tell my technicians, you can have doctor pay without the doctor debt. Um, and we do it from a completely ethical place. We teach our technicians that it's all about relationship um, and, and building that that value and, and always remembering and give more value than you take. Interesting. So prior to starting with Authority Brands, you said you were in the trades. Was that specifically the AC trade or was it another another sector? Yes, Jeremy. Um, a little bit of everything. So what drew me to AC over plumbing or electrical is AC actually encompasses all of the trades. We have to know electricity. We have to know plumbing. We have to know psychometrics and airflow. And I'm not going to get all technical because I, I bore people when I start to do that. However, 
Um, that's what brought, drew me into this particular trade. Um, so I'd done a little bit of everything. I've dabbled in a little bit of everything, but I found that AC was just kind of my niche. Um, and the fact that I was able to use everything else that I had learned along the way just felt like it was, it was right. Um, and yeah, that's what we do. What are some common myths or misconceptions that the general public has surrounding, I guess, the AC industry as a whole? Yeah, so um, it was something that um, that, that we, we deal with every single day. Um, I think similar to mechanics, um, when, when, when you don't know a whole bunch about a specific item, you start to tend to feel like maybe you're taken advantage of. And people mm -hmm. will, you know, I, I'm, I, I know I felt that way at the car mechanic before. Um, I'm sure everyone of your listeners can resonate with that. When you just don't know enough, it's hard to just take in the fact that you have to spend all this money to get this part fixed. And it's your car that brings you to work or it's your AC that keeps you out of this South Florida 95 degree, 70 percent humidity weather. Um, and so I realized that it was way more about relationships and education, both for my technicians and my customer, than it was about just going in and fixing the problem. When I fixed the problem, the customer felt taken advantage of. When I I'm, I'm telling you, when I went in and actually explained what was going on, invited the customer to tag along, answered all the questions and started actually getting into the science of it, all of a sudden, that same problem that I fixed became, I became their best friend. They only wanted Jeremiah in their house. They only wanted that particular technician. Um, and I realized that we joined with another company at my last, at the last organization I was with, uh, a national company called Nexstar that actually is very specific to coaching business, uh, best practices, et cetera, only for the trades. And I thought, wow, I mean, we had speakers like Tony Robbins and all these all these fantastic speakers and they, they introduced personal development and personal growth. And I thought, this is what the trades is missing. Um, and so I, I just sought that out and this company offers that. And, and we have a great benefit plan for our, our um, employees and, I won't go into more than that, but that's, you know, it, it's more than just fixing the box that blows cold air. <laughs> I love that. And that's one of the reasons why we have this platform and why we do this. It's a chance to get a look under the hood, right? And, and learn a little bit about the actual folks that operate behind the scenes in businesses and the philosophy behind that, because ultimately people, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And like you said, if you feel like you have a relationship, if you feel comfortable with somebody, you're not going to feel like you've been taken advantage of. And um, when you have your client's best interest at heart, that shows and that comes through in, in everything that you do. And I, I think that's of ultimate importance for sure. Yeah. So I, I wanted to, I was curious a little bit more about authority brands. Mm -hmm. I know you've been with them a year or so. What's, what's the story behind authority brands? When did they start? How did they grow and amass such an empire in all these different trades? So Authority Brands um, is 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 about 30 years old. Okay. Um, we actually acquired, so my particular location was actually Vans Comfort Temp many years ago. Um, some of your listeners may know Vans. Vans grew pretty pretty big themselves um, and then eventually were, were purchased by Authority Brands. So Authority Brands, the reason I, again, at the end of the day, I, I, I was... I'm a blue collar guy. And the last thing I ever wanted to do was work for a corporation. And I, at least that's what I thought as an, er, a young man, um, right? You got to fight the man, right? You wanted to be a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And then, and then, and I, and I find 
as, as I got deeper and deeper into my career and, and leaders that I've had along the way began to see a potential in me and start to invest in me beyond um, just technical training uh, on how to fix the next newest newest thing out there, but actually started to, to help me grow personally and help, help me to realize, I realized, wow, I could, I could give back way more than just the one customer standing in front of me that I'm helping today. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to get involved first with that company and then eventually Authority Brands. Um, and I can tell you right now, Jeremy, it wasn't an easy decision to come over. I was happy where I was. I had been with a mom and pop for many, many, many years. Um, but I realized that they, I, I wanted more growth potential, of course, just like everyone else does. But I also wanted to be able to really have an impact on other young men and women just like me. I, I know I could have gone a different path. Um, and it might have not been as pretty. Um, and I, I won't get into my family history. But at the end of the day, I was like, this changed my life. And I realized that I could do that and help others realize the potential that we have. Um, and, and that's what Authority Brands does. They, they We recently were in a huge conference where they brought in a very expensive keynote speaker to really kind of show us the potential that we have um, as tradesmen and women, of course. Um, they, so... That, that's that's my real passion. Yeah, it definitely. It definitely shows. And I think that's a another misconception that folks typically have about larger organizations as opposed to the mom and pop places. Uh, I know I'm guilty of this as well. You think, well, I, I want to deal with the owner of the company because I know they have my best interest at heart and I want to deal with the local. And, and I get that. And that's important. However, the larger organizations that have scaled their operation to the point at which authority brands have done clear. Clearly, they're doing something right in order to get to that point. And part of that is finding people as an owner, finding people that do what you do better than you do it so you can step back and put them in charge. And that's what scaling mm -hmm. an operation is. So you have to have confidence in that. And, and I think that um, what you're doing, certainly from what you're talking about, embodies that. And I think people need to know that. Yep. Something called the, you know, I read a lot, um, not, not as much as, you know, I read a lot. Uh, and there's something called the law of magnetism and, it, and it's you're going to attract people that embody the same characteristics and, and trades and values that you do. Um, and and I, again, I've been fortunate to be with some really great folks in this industry, They're not just this company, other companies I'm not going to mention, but um, I have nothing bad to say. Everyone, everyone has been awesome along the way or most, I should say. Um, and, and I believe that when we do that, when we really um embody the character that we want to be and try to strive to be our best selves, we're going to attract that. Um, and that's what we, I think, I believe Authority Brands has done and what I want to continue to mimic and model right here in my small one hour in Pompano Beach. So you're, you're a relatively young guy. <laughs> looking back, looking back for your journey so far, is there something that comes, stands out, something that comes to mind, a life hardship or challenge maybe a defining moment, something that you, sitting here today, you could look back at and say that, you know, because of that, you're better off for having experienced that. Or again, it defined where you're at today. What yeah. comes to mind? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there, there's quite a few, um, but the one that, um, that I would say sticks out the most in, in my mind, um, a few, it was it's probably seven, seven or eight years at this point. Um, I mentioned Nexstar. So um, Nexstar is a, a fantastic organization. If any any other tradesmen out there are listening and um, they're interested in what Nexstar is, I encourage you to look look it up. Um, 
it's a best practices organization, but I got sent to a seminar there. Um, and at the end of the seminar, uh, Brad Krause, I still remember his name forever. Um, he changed my life and, and, and believe it or not, he, he sat there and did something called a one truck exercise. And it made me as a technician who was price conscious, was, a, you know, almost afraid to quote customers, um, almost I, I devalued myself as, as, as what I did, to be honest. He made me realize through this, what, what they call the one truck exercise. And he made me realize what we do brings so much value. Um, and we just, we were, you know, we just went through COVID all together, the entire country and world. And, and, and that just really solidified it for me because I realized we were part of that essential workers. It, it, people were home. People were afraid to leave. People did not want to go to hospitals and they wanted to feel comfortable, clean and know that their air, that it was safe in their home. And I was able to bring that. And I, and, and I realized, wow, like this is this is way bigger than me um, and, and, and air conditioning in South Florida. There's so much more to it. Um, and that was like sort of the defining moment for me that kind of turned me on to 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 really realize that. You, you have value, you know, and uh, and you can bring that value to not only your customers, but to other men and women searching for a career that maybe are hands on and the world's telling them they got to go to college and they don't they can't do it or they don't want to do it or they think there's a better way. And I, I tell, I'm here to tell them there is. I'll get to college in a second, but you got to <laughs> you got to tell me what is the one truck exercise? Uh, so the one truck exercise is where they, they actually go around the room and they um, they call on every single um, person in the room and they they ask them in their own. They, they basically tell you, hey, Jeremy, if, if if how much do you want to make a year? And the guy would come up with a number. Um, let's say it's one hundred thousand dollars. OK, let's get you to that point in a one truck exercise. So they basically teach you how to run a one truck to make the one hundred thousand dollars that you're looking for or whatever that number was for that particular person. And and they bring it to reality and you start to realize what insurance, because as technicians, you know, we see a part that we're putting in and we know we're, we're putting it in for this amount of money and we know what it costs. And we're like, a lot of times we look at it and go, wow, the company's getting rich. And, and in reality, we don't realize what the labor burden is, how much they're paying for our benefits, how much they're, and until you get to this side of the, of the coin, and many owners are almost afraid to give those, those numbers away. And I was fortunate enough to work for guys that that operated on their full transparency with not just their customers, but with their technicians. And we were able to see what the real numbers were and how we could, I like to use the 50, 40, 10 rule. 50% of what I quote is, is raw costs. It's what it costs me to get the job done. It's materials and what I'm paying my guy labor. The other 40% is all the background stuff. No one thinks about keeping the lights on labor burden, um, Providing insurance, 401ks, matching those 401ks. The rabbit hole road runs deep as a business. Oh, yes. <laughs> and and, 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 and you, I was mind-blowing when you hear it and, and yeah. actually see it on paper. And it, and it changed me from a technician mindset to, to an owner, owner mindset. Yeah, and I started I that. running that truck like I own that truck. And, and it's, been, it's been up, up since then. Um, I, and that's I, I the really message I want to get to other guys. No, that, that, that's a fantastic exercise when you – are completely transparent with employees and share with them everything. Again, like you said, yep. it gives gives the employee more of an owner mindset. It makes them helps them realize that wait, wait a minute. If I do a better job, if I help the company save money, um, yep. you're going to grow as well, and you're going to make more money, and, and that's how everybody grows. So yep. yeah, I, I'm I not afraid that. to open my PL in front of my 
lowest technician here. Um, I have no problem doing you that. You want them to see that opportunity. You want, them to, want see them to see profit so they could, they could see that they could be part of that, right? By, by growing with the organization. That's Absolutely. a wonderful philosophy there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you said you said college. That's interesting because I, I went to the University of Florida way back when. I studied like general business administration. Obviously, college is important. Uh, and I think right. if you're going to go into a higher academia, you're going to become an engineer, a doctor, obviously you need to go there. But for a lot of these types of businesses uh, yep. and, and running a business and being an entrepreneur, you don't get too much out of college other than a lot of social <laughs> interactions. I know I didn't study a lot when I was there and uh, <laughs> uh, I ended up in a completely different career, but uh, there's a lot to be said by just coming out of school and going right into the workforce and learning whatever it is you're going to do uh, on the job. Cause that's where yep. you get the real training. Um, yep. So just an interesting aside there. So Jeremiah, before we wrap up here, why don't you share the one thing that you'd like to leave our listeners with that you'd like them to know about one hour AC and heating? All There's right. One thing. So, you know, I think that a lot, oftentimes they see our, our big yellow wrapped trucks and, and you said it earlier that people think that the larger organization is, is, is not there for them. Yeah. I'm not going to call um, them. I want to call the the local mom and pop place, right? Yeah, and I understand. And, and as a matter of fact, if, if you're happy with your local mom and pop, I'm not here. There's, I'm not here to steal anything from anyone. Um, that's not not my goal at all. But what I wanted people to know about one hour air conditioning and heating is that I've been given full full authority to to operate this business as if I own this business, um, and and they're going to feel that same small hometown feel, which is I think what especially people listening to this type of podcast, the Good Neighbor podcast. Um, I, I would believe that they would want to know that they still have access to the, to the guy that can make all the decisions. Um, and I, I am not even the light, slightest bit scared to hand somebody my personal cell phone and say, call me anytime. I've even, I've even Jeremy on special occasions when customers have had special, um, uh, medical issues where the AC is so important to them. I have even turned them on like, like they're my family. So even when my family, when my, when my phone is on silent, I have them turned on so they can still ring to me. Um, and I've done that for multiple clients. And so I just want people to know that you can still get that small hometown feel um, without, and, and then have the reliability of 36 technicians, four installation crews, 24-hour service, holidays, weekends, the whole nine. And so I just want them to let people know that. Love it. Love it. How can we learn more? Please share your website, contact information. Let us know how we can reach you guys. Yes. So um, you can, our website for, because again, we are a franchise. So there's going to be um, some other local franchises that are going to have one hour. And so I just want to, you know, preface that. Um, but our specific website is um, com. So it's com. Um, you can always search one hour and, you know, we, we target the specific geofencing for the zip codes that we do. Um, there's a lo another franchise in Miami. So just south of us, another franchise as you get into West Palm Beach and Port St. Lucie. And so we're slightly different, although we still have the same um, core philosophies and values, if you will. Um, but they are run by different, different managers and owners. All right. Very well. We will, of course, link in the description below to all of your contact information. Jeremiah, thanks so much for coming on the show, brother. It was a pleasure getting the opportunity to meet you and learn more about your business and your story. So again, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeremy. It was a pleasure to be here.
Yeah, it's our pleasure. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. And we will catch you next time. Everyone have a wonderful day and take care. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Cooper City. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to GNPCooperCity.com. That's GNPCooperCity.com or call 954-231-3170.